It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti of SI Panthers with you here as we are rolling through a Senior Bowl week. We are closing in on the end of practices with the game coming up on Saturday, but we got a couple other things we got to talk about too before we get into some more Senior Bowl notes. I want to touch on the fact now that Joe Brady is staying in Carolina because, of course, the last of the head coaching openings in the NFL was filled on Wednesday night, so we'll talk about Joe Brady staying, and we should talk a little bit too about Deshaun Watson. We talked yesterday, of course, about Matthew Stafford, but now I think we definitely got to bring up Deshaun Watson again because of the report now that he is officially, and in fact, came out. Uh, the request came out a couple weeks ago, but the report just came out Thursday morning that Deshaun Watson officially wants out of Houston. So a lot to get to today. We'll start with Joe Brady. So obviously a, a bit of Houston talk here, but with some Carolina connections, obviously. The first thing we'll talk about, like I said, Joe Brady will officially stay with the Carolina Panthers. We know, of course, he became a bit of a hot coaching candidate already after just one season in Carolina, uh, interviewing with about f- five of these open interviews, if I remember correctly, you know, he was uh, with Houston, he was with, or he interviewed with Houston, interviewed in Philadelphia, interviewed with the Chargers, the Falcons, the Jets, so a whole bunch of, a whole lot of interest uh, in Joe Brady, but ultimately it turns out that Joe Brady will stay in Carolina as the final head coaching vacancy was filled on Wednesday night, that of course was the Houston Texans, as they have hired David Culley, who was the assistant head coach and wide receivers coach of the Baltimore Ravens. And obviously there was a quite a bit of chatter on Wednesday night about that hire of, of the uh, you know the fact that the Ravens passing game, of course, wasn't the greatest. They didn't really have any star wide receivers. They only had two receivers catch more than forty passes in 2020, and one of those was tight end Mark Andrews. So a lot of discussion there about Houston's selection of the head coaching position. And so, again, that does officially mean that Joe Brady will stay for another year, which certainly has to make Panthers fans happy. Uh, we know the the offense on paper looks like it could be really good, at least you know some of the, the concepts and some of the excitement that Joe Brady can bring to this offense. So to have it for a second year in Carolina is certainly going to be exciting. Uh, The question now, of course, becomes what's the quarterback situation? And that kind of will segue. I mean, I will say first, though, too, uh, expect this, obviously, to cycle through again in 2022. Joe Brady, I'm sure, will be one of the, uh, the top candidates again 
in the 2022 draft cycle. So we're just going to go through this again uh, next January. But the quarterback situation, that'll lead us right into our second topic of Houston, which of course is, and again, you know, we'll add a Carolina touch into this. That, of course, is the report that came out early Thursday morning that Deshaun Watson officially requested a trade from the Houston Texans. We know, of course, it's been... It's become very messy in in Houston between ownership and how they've been handling the Deshaun Watson situation and even going back to last year, of course, with DeAndre Hopkins. It's become quite messy, and now we had the report that he officially... And again, uh, Schefter noted that he actually made the request a few weeks ago. It's just finally becoming public today that Deshaun Watson officially wants out of Houston. So now the question of course becomes when talking about the Panthers, will the Panthers make a move? Obviously there's you know uh, it's going to be a a huge battle. We we know this in terms of you know Ian Rappaport saying more than half the league is interested in Deshaun Watson for good reason. I mean, you know, we've talked of course about a lot of, you know, and, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard, people have talked on, like, TV, Adam Schefter, a couple people. There's a lot of quarterbacks, like, starting quarterbacks in 2020 whose futures are up in the air. And one of them, which, of course, is Teddy Bridgewater, especially with all these quarterbacks that are in play. So, will the Panthers make a move for Deshaun Watson? We talked yesterday, of course, about the possibility of them going after Matthew Stafford with uh, their trade, you know, with uh, the Lions seeking a trade, of course, of Matthew Stafford, or, you know, those two going their separate ways. So if we look at the future draft picks that the Panthers have, starting here in 2021, they have uh, their original picks in each of the first six rounds. Of course, they do not have a seventh round pick. That pick belongs to the Buffalo Bills, if you remember, of course, back in 2018, when the Panthers and Bills made the trade that brought Marshall Newhouse to Carolina. So Buffalo has the Panthers pick in the seventh round, but they do have a pick in rounds one through six. And then uh, potential compensatory picks, at least using the uh, the cancellation chart that Over the Cap has to project compensatory picks, they are projecting the Panthers to have a fifth-round compensatory pick and a sixth-round compensatory pick. A fifth-rounder for Vernon Butler and a sixth-rounder for Darrell Williams. Ironically enough, of course, both of which went to Buffalo. So that's what the Panthers are looking at right now, at least projection-wise. They're picking the first, second, third, and fourth, and then two picks in the two picks in the fifth, and two picks in the sixth. And then 2022 and 23, of course, they have all their original picks. They haven't touched any of any of those picks yet. So the question becomes: Will they, you know, package some of those picks? Uh, for one of these big name quarterbacks, and especially a guy like Deshaun Watson, I think undoubtedly you're looking at their first round pick this year, next year, and probably uh, in all likelihood 2023, depending on how the bidding war gets. I think that's where the the package probably starts with the Panthers is 21, 22, and 23. 
first round picks and you're probably adding in you know probably their second round pick this year or maybe you maybe you throw in a player there's been you know some uh some speculation some people think maybe they throw in a player like a Christian McCaffrey or like a Brian Burns to send back to to Houston and in all likelihood too if they make a deal Teddy Bridgewater probably gets packaged in that deal as well. I, I highly doubt they would be able to to keep Teddy Bridgewater. You know, they're like we've discussed before, they're not going to cut him. But if they're able to find a way to package him in a deal, they probably will if it means an upgrade at the quarterback position. So will the Panthers be involved? Well, Ian Rappaport, of course, is saying, you know, don't count out the Panthers. It sounds like they're going to be very aggressive. But the Panthers are... Of course, really going to have to pony up to uh, to make a deal here, especially when it comes to dealing with or competing with teams, of course, like the Dolphins and the Jets. The Dolphins, of course, have been one of the teams really connected to Houston with this trade, and of course, for good reason. Same with the Jets; they have the draft capital. And you know, again, you look at the the future picks this year and upcoming that the Dolphins have. As we know, they have two picks in the first round this year and two picks in the second round this year, thanks to the Laramie Tunsil deal. They also have their pick in the third, their pick in the fourth, and then they also have three picks in the sixth round, and, well, that's it. But a lot of picks this year, and then 2022, uh, they have an extra pick in the sixth round. The New York Jets, of course, have two first-round picks this year and two first-round picks next year thanks to the Seattle Seahawks in the Jamal Adams trade. The Jets also this year have their pick in the second round, uh, their pick in the fourth, uh, and then an extra pick in the fifth from the Giants from the from the Leonard Tw- uh, the, the Leonard Williams trade, or the, yeah, the Leonard Williams trade, uh, that wound up being a fifth round pick because the Giants did not re-sign Will, or so far have not re-signed Williams. If they do, it does become a fourth round pick, and that would have to happen before the start of the league year. Otherwise, it's an extra fifth. But still, either an extra fourth or an extra fifth, uh, and then they're picking the sixth, and the Seahawks pick. In the seventh in the Perry Nickerson trade, but they did trade their original pick in the seventh to the 49ers. So a lot of draft capital for the Jets, as well as an extra fifth and two extra sixth round picks in 2022. And even if we look at the uh, projected compensatory picks for these teams, um, there actually is none. The Dolphins, of course, were very busy in free agency, so no comp picks for them. And then the Jets uh, gained more compensatory free agents than they lost. So they're not projected to comp pick either. So that's what the Panthers are up against in terms of uh, draft capital if they're going to make a move for Deshaun Watson. Of course, we can't count out teams like the 49ers in one of these trades or even the New Orleans Saints. You know, there's obviously a bunch of teams, the Patriots could make a play for Stafford. The Colts could make a play for Stafford. So Panthers have a lot of competition, unsurprisingly. Um, and they 
don't stack up as well to some of these other teams in terms of draft capital. So that's why it would probably take one of their top players as well to try to swing a deal. So, you know, as tough as it would be to think about, it probably would take someone like Christian McCaffrey or Brian Burns to help facilitate a deal if the Panthers are to make a move for Deshaun Watson. So will they do it? I don't know. You know, the, it would certainly help speed up the rebuilding process, but is a new general manager like Scott Fitter ready to make that kind of a move so quickly? You know, being a first-time GM and one of your first big moves is making a, a huge splash that obviously you're getting a great quarterback, but if the, the picks you trade away come back to haunt you, then Fitter may not be around very long and you know possibly the same for Matt Rule. So you wonder how much of a risk are these guys willing to take knowing that Matt Rule has that lengthy contract and a lot of time supposedly to rebuild this franchise. So I won't rule it out, but my gut says it's probably more likely that they draft a quarterback this year, you know, especially pretty likely with that eighth overall picker if they move up you know it's certainly you know it's not going to cost much either if they want to move up you know and, and let's say the Dolphins or the Jets do make a trade for Deshaun Watson and now Houston has that first round pick and probably gets one of those quarterbacks in return either Tua or Sam Darnold you know there's certainly nothing stopping them from uh taking one of the top quarterbacks to two or three wherever they're sitting. But it's, there's also there also wouldn't be anything stopping them from trading back to number eight and gaining more picks. So there, there's a lot in play, but I think my gut right now says that it's more likely the Panthers will draft a quarterback in 2021 and roll with Teddy Bridgewater, at least for the start of 2021, versus making a huge splash, again, especially this early this soon for a new tenure for a brand new general manager. So those are my thoughts right now on Deshaun Watson. Obviously it'd be great if uh, the Panthers get him. I think it would certainly bring a lot more excitement too uh, to, to the Panthers fan base and the Panthers organization. So got a long way to go. Uh, so we shall see what happens. So those are just some quick thoughts on Joe Brady returning and Deshaun Watson, of course, what's going to happen with him. So we'll talk some Senior Bowl real quick, and then we'll get out of here on this Thursday. Before we get into that, today's episode being brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, all kinds of good stuff. Whether you're a classic or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And Rock Auto's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com always reliably low. Always the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now 
and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And of course, remember to write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And if you're looking for a little bit of extra money betting on sports, go visit our friends at betonline.ag. Go sign up for a free account today and then use our promo code LOCKEDON when making your first deposit to receive a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. NBA, college basketball, whatever the case may be, sign up today at betonline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I want to jump into some more Senior Bowl talk. I want to focus on one player, too, in a bit that uh, really got a lot of buzz during day two of practices and is certainly a, a position of need for the Panthers. We'll get into him in a bit, but I do want to share some quick thoughts, too, on this interesting story that came up earlier this week of how everything is so important at the Senior Bowl, and we're not just talking on the field. I mean, these players are literally scouted Everywhere, including this story that Garrett, Darren Gant wrote uh, earlier this week about how even elevator rides count at the Senior Bowl. And the gist of that being that uh, Matt Rule ran into a uh, ran into a college player at the Senior Bowl last year during the Senior Bowl that he said, you know, there was a player last year, and I won't say who, but was supposed to be drafted pretty highly Unquote. And then he said, and I got in the elevator with him at the combine, and I was like, by the end of that elevator ride, I was like, there's no guy, there's no way that guy will be a fit with us. Unquote. So, just goes to show you, Senior Bowl, combine, all these big events, these players are being watched like hawks. You know, literally every encounter that these players come into contact with, with coaches, scouts, whatever the case may be, these. These folks take notes, so you know if you're so if, if you're hoping to get into the NFL, you better make sure you are looking your best, feeling your best, and acting the best you can, pretty much at every turn. Because as it shows, even elevator rides can cost you a spot with your team. So I just found that uh, quite funny. Obviously, I'd love to know who that player was, but yeah, obviously Matt Rule's not going to say. Who, who that player was, but it's really interesting, you know, with uh with those kind of notes here. And, you know, again, just how scrutinized these players really are. Like, even us in the media, you know, we, we scrutinize a lot too. And this is just from, you know, watching film and, and doing what we can from there. These scouts and these coaches, they get down and dirty with the, these players' backgrounds. So, I just, I just thought that was a an interesting story that I wanted to talk about real quick. So uh, let's talk about a, uh, a spe specific player that, you know, in following my Twitter timeline yesterday during the second day of practices, I think this name really seemed to pop out a lot to me. And, you know, watching them a little bit, I can certainly understand why. And that's LSU linebacker Jabril Cox. Uh, Jabril Cox certainly has been shown that he's been one of the uh, the better coverage linebackers, having himself a, uh, a really nice week 
so far at the Senior Bowl. And as we discussed in kind of our introductory sessions to all these positions, Cox, of course, played one season at LSU after being a transfer from North Dakota State, playing three seasons there. Uh, but so far, Jabril, uh, Jabril Cox has been just moving along really nicely, whether it's you know in his run fits or uh, being out in coverage. He's been doing really nice. And so I got to thinking, would he be a fit with the Panthers? You know, looking at, of course, really great size for it as well. So if that kind of opens up one of those outside linebacker spots, maybe that's where a spot where Cox comes in to bring in some of his coverage skills, you know, against all these, you know, strong offenses that the Panthers have to deal with in the NFL. You know, Jermaine Carter for now is the guy in the uh, the middle middle backer position. And then of course you've got Shaq Thompson on the opposite side. So, you know, that would be a, an intriguing kind of duo of outside linebackers there, Shaq Thompson and Jabril Cox. So like I said, that was just one player that I noticed from, yesterday's practice and seeing people talk about him that kind of got me to thinking you know could this be could this kid be a bit of a fit for the Panthers and right now he's probably looking like a uh, maybe a day two could move in, in his way into to day two so maybe that third round pick that the Panthers have uh inside the top 70 if Cox is there who knows you know maybe they take a uh take a stab at him so I think that's he's definitely a player to uh to really monitor now over the next couple of months here. Cox, of course, was also seen, you know, his weigh-in definitely helped him out a lot as well. He weighed in just a shade under six foot three, 233 pounds, a, uh, a wingspan of 79 and a half inches, arm length, 32 and three quarters inch, and uh, eight and three quarters inch hands. So obviously really nice size for a... Uh, for a linebacker and possibly an, an outside linebacker. So Jabril Cox really helping his cause, really one of those uh, standout players so far from the first couple days of practice. So really excited to see where he falls. And like I said, wouldn't be surprised now if, uh, if Carolina's one of the highly interested, uh, highly interested prospects for Jabril Cox. So excited to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And just some other quick notes from uh, from day two. I mean, I've, I said his name after day one. I'm going to say his name again after day two. Quinn Miners or Mainers. I, I have to I have to double check his pronunciation. But uh, the kid from Wisconsin, Whitewater, just continues to have a uh, a tremendous week. Continues to prove that he belongs with the big boys. He had another... Uh, D3 gem that the, the the folks at the Senior Bowl dug up. So another fantastic job there by them. So 
Uh, really excited to see where he goes. I uh, would certainly love to get my hands on some Wisconsin Whitewater film. So if any of you guys out there are listening, happen to have some Wisconsin Whitewater film, hit me up on Twitter and let's let's uh, let's talk about it. I'd love to love to see what we can find here. So, but excited to see him. Um, one guy that's been struggling though, I ha- I have to say, and I'm a little disappointed because I was uh pretty high on him. You know, coming into the the draft cycle and after he had a, a pretty good year, but he's been struggling a bit this week. Trey Smith of Tennessee. I think you've you've been seeing a lot of, you know, he tends to lunge. He's been tending to lunge a little bit in in some of these one on one reps and really kind of losing his balance, and it just makes things really easy for uh, for the defensive linemen. So uh, if there's one guy I'd love to see hopefully improve on day three it's uh it's trey smith out of tennessee but you know probably a mid-round guy right now but we'll see how he does on day three or at least when i go back and check how he does on day three uh but like i said quinn miners wisconsin whitewater dylan raddins has been moving around a little bit now too they've put him at tackle they've played him a guard so really shown some versatility another of course uh small school kid that's really starting to make a name for himself this week. So a couple of offensive linemen there to look out for. And of course the continued uh, good weeks from the Alabama guys, especially at center uh, Landon Dickerson, but those two small school kids, Quinn Miners and Dylan Raddins really impressed with them so far. Really, really glad to see them getting their shot and proven that, uh, that they can hang with the big boy. So a couple of names there. Uh, one more day of practice, and that's it. We got the game, of course, but you know the game. Depending who you talk to, the game certainly is not as a big piece of the puzzle as practice. But you could certainly still see, uh, you know, coverages and wide receivers, things like that. The only thing, of course, you really don't see is blitzing because there is no blitzing in the Senior Bowl, so you're a little more limited in what you can do during the game. Uh, but it's still a pretty important piece of the puzzle. And again, this this is basically going to be it. Uh, until these these players have their pro days, this is the last time we're going to see much from, uh, from them on the football field until their pro days, which, of course, usually start uh, in the middle of March because, again, there is no combine this year. All the weigh-ins and drills, all that stuff will be done at all the school's pro days. So it's going to be a really interesting draft cycle, uh, certainly much more so than last year's draft cycle because at least we had the combine last year. This year we don't. Hopefully we get it back next year and we're back to normal in 2022. So those are just some quick notes from day two of the Senior Bowl. I think that's a good spot to wrap things up here. So appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys and talk Panthers football. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday. I'm going to get out of here. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And, of course, follow the podcast wherever you listen. And check out, of course, all all of us here at the Locked On Network, especially now that we are now with the Tegna umbrella, which is really exciting. So uh, a lot of good stuff coming on the Locked On Podcast Network. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here 
on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.